Hello. This week I was on call for sexual health emergencies, and one of the nurses in the emergency, depar- in the emergency department said to me, Maureen, you got to stop giving away those vibrators on the air because it is the number one object that men put in their rectums, and then they come into the emergency department and have to have them removed. I said, okay, fair enough, but I'm not going to stop giving them out. No way. What I'm going to do is to give lube with them. So ladies and gentlemen, I am adding frolic lube for the women and gun oil for the guys to anyone who receives a vibrator tonight from me. You got to call in. You got to give me a call. So I will be giving those out tonight on the show. You can on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. I am Maureen McGrath, your host of the show. The reason this was front of mind, this whole sex toy rectum thing, is because actually, uh, surprisingly enough, I met with a minister of parliament, anyway, a cabinet minister, actually, who asked me to speak about sex in a public forum coming up. And uh, so I met with him to discuss the event and I wanted to make sure that, you know, what I say, what I said during that event was copacetic and that people would be comfortable with it. Because sometimes I can give a talk and I can see the people in the audience are getting really nervous and they actually may even work in the field. So I wanted to check that it was all okay. And uh, so this minister said, listen, I don't care if you stand up there and say, hey, guys, if you put something in your rectum, you're going to end up in the emergency room. Anyway, uh, they're actually not going to end up in the emergency room for very long because they're likely going to end up in the operating room. Uh, I actually know that there is room for a minister of sexual health in that cabinet over there in Victoria. But anyway, I'm running should that uh, should that ever happen. I am going to be talking to a, a female candidate, not for sexual health, but for the NPA City Council uh, coming up on the show as well. So I'm excited to have Dr. Suzanne Scott in the studio with me. Anyway, getting back to that little uh, device or object that is inserted into the rectums of men uh, for pleasure. And that that's, in fact, why men do that. Um, so I actually phoned the surgeon who I'd never met. I phoned him about 7 o'clock in the morning one day last week. And I said, listen, I hear, uh, you know, you are skilled at uh, removing these such objects from the rectums of men anyway and so I asked him to come on the air I've been trying to find a few emerge docs and anyway I've been turned down by many men uh, who do remove these but this gentleman this surgeon whose name shall be uh, who shall be nameless for a while anyway he hasn't decided if he's going to come on uh, using an alias or not but anyway I'm delighted that he has agreed uh, to come on he wasn't able to come on tonight uh, but he is going to come on in the next couple of weeks because he saw it as I see it he said it is a public service I said you're absolutely correct so education is key and raising awareness is key I'm not telling you not to put anything up your rectum I'm just telling you use some lube and also it might be a good idea to um, put something in there that can help you to take it out like some string or something so anyway uh, and it may help our healthcare system save us a few dollars in the emergency department. Um, anyway, as well, this week, interesting week. Uh, it's official. I'm now involved in sex, drugs, and violence. Stopping it against women, by the way. If you knew me, you would actually kind of be surprised that those are my areas of expertise. Not sure if you saw the press release, but I'm going to be leading a national medical marijuana awareness and outreach strategy for Lexaria and Enertopia. These two companies are listed on the CSE, and they're both in the U.S. and Canada. And my goal or uh, my mandate will be to educate physicians, pharmacists, healthcare practitioners and and the public on the benefits and responsible use of medical marijuana for patients in need. And there are certainly patients in need and there are some uh, uh, reasons that um, 
uh, patients will require medical marijuana. It's being used today and has been being used for a while. So I'll be reaching out via town hall style meetings and through the media and to building a network of people interested in the medical marijuana field for advocacy for the safe and therapeutic use uh, of medical marijuana. So I'll be giving you more uh, details about the educational awareness campaign. You know how I feel about education and raising awareness. Anyway, I'm really excited at the opportunity to help educate the health community and learn about it, learn from you and, and learn from others. So if you have anything to say to me, you can email me at sextalk at cknw.com. Don't forget, you can call in 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell if you would like to win one of those vibrators that will come with lube this week. I had a patient in my office this week, a woman about age 40, and she described her husband as having an impatience issue, which is probably better described as premature ejaculation. Uh, he's, she said he was the three-minute guy. I said, like an egg. Uh, anyway, and um, anyway, I said, well, you know, he's going longer than most guys who go on average about two minutes. And she said, it, she said actually, that she needed more foreplay. And, and foreplay, some foreplay beyond, hey, would you? And, you know, really, guys, is that, uh, you, you, I know you can do better than that. We're going to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later on in the show. And some of the myths about female orgasm and female ejaculation and also you know that sex is important to women as well and then actually newsflash women enjoy sex too last week at the end of the show lee called in and had a great question about female ejaculation versus leakage of urine this is really common she was really embarrassed about it no reason to be it reminded me of when howard stern actually had a uh a woman, uh, had a couple, a male and a female, uh, and a few doctors and nurses uh, on the air to see if the woman was ejaculating or leaking urine anyway. Only Howard Stern, only in America can they get away with that. Um, the, they had the doctors and his sidekick is a nurse, in fact. Um, but anyway, to try and determine this, it's often difficult uh, to play. You know, it would be very difficult for me to do that, even though I'm a nurse, because the top brass here at the station wouldn't even let me say the word urine. A few weeks ago, I, I really had to fight to, if you can imagine that. I had to email them and say, to pee or not to pee? That is the question. They wanted me to say pee. I don't like that word. And you, nobody leaks pee. They leak urine. So anyway, that's not the nicest subject in the world. And uh, we're going to talk about some better ones. Um, so I did get this lovely email, uh, in response to, I believe it was in response to the vibrators that I gave out last week on the air. And, um, so I wanted to read it to you and also provide my opinion on this. Um, so it's dear Maureen, my wife is 68 and I would like to buy her a vibrator. So could you recommend one that I could buy online and have delivered to me? Many thanks. LZ. LZ, unfortunately, you emailed me through my website, and, and your um, return email address doesn't pop up on that. I'm not sure why. Um, so I can't email you back. So hopefully you're listening this week. But you can always go to my website, which is www.backtothebedroom.ca, and there is a, there is a store a store on there. It's a sex toy store. I think it's inside the hot pink suitcase, which I generally carry around with me when I do all of my presentations all around the city and beyond. I'm going to Toronto soon. Um, I'll be bringing my suitcase, of course. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a great question. And, but, you know, this one, it's not a one vibrator fits all kind of deal for vibrators. It depends if a woman has ever used a vibrator in the past. I also want to mention that it's really important that a woman, especially of age 68, have a healthy vagina. So she may need a little bit of localized estrogen to ensure that she has an excellent 
uh, moisture and um, is able to lubricate. Um, but beyond that, there, you know, at the beginning, when a woman first starts using a vibrator, and it's never too late to start using a vibrator, I recommend that every woman use a vibrator to get to know themselves and understand what feels good for them and what um, pleasure is and to experiment. Um, but it's also like if it's a beginner, if she's never used a vibrator before, uh, you want to just make sure it's a medical-grade silicon vibrator. Lilo is a great name. Uh, also, the Trojan ones are good, but it can just be a straight vibrator, maybe six settings on that. Um, and uh, so there's a number of them that um, that you can use. Um, the Trojan Vibrations is a good one, and um, any one of the Lilos. Um, but there's other types of vibrators as well. There's the rabbit, which will um, stimulate internally as well as a woman's clitoris. So there's lots of different ones. Uh, email me again if you want something more specific. If you go onto my website, there are sort of, if you will, beginner vibrators. But just something straight, forward, and simple is always a great one for a woman to start out with. A woman's, if a woman's been using one for a while, she may advance to something like the intensity, which is uh, which will really knock her socks off. Anyway, uh, when I come back, I'm going to be talking uh, with Dr. Suzanne Scott. She's an MPA Vancouver City Council candidate in the upcoming election. We're going to talk about strong women because she certainly is one. I would know anything about strong women i'm maureen mcgrath you're listening to the cknw sunday night sex show welcome back i love that song that's ain brun and she's doing cindy lopper's true colors but she just has an outstanding voice i love the vibrato um i was talking about vibrators and i believe i lost our caller who was on the line but he did leave his question and that was should you use and it was an excellent question should one use a condom with a vibrator and yes, one should definitely use condoms or dental dams with a vibrator. And also, uh, to to that end, you should always use new sex toys with a new partner. So you don't want to um, be sharing these sex toys amongst uh, different partners. But absolutely, safe sex is key. So thanks so much for that question. I'm sorry that uh, your call got dropped. I'm Maureen McGrath. I host the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We talk a lot about a lot of different subjects, and one of the subjects that I'm interested in is violence against women, and that's because it relates in part to the strength and the courage of women and uh, women, what it's like for women in our society and in, in business and in politics, and, and sometimes it can be very challenging and very difficult, and I certainly have uh, gained some strength in my lifetime through some of the tough times that I've been through, in, including a stint with sexual harassment um, by a chief executive officer of a small loser company. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, I'm not, uh, I'm not upset. Um, anyway, and I've also been bullied as well. Uh, but it's those tough times and those dark times where we actually gain strength. Um, and so I'm honored to have with me in the studio a, a very strong woman, Suzanne, Dr. Suzanne Scott, is making her first foray into electoral politics as a candidate for Vancouver City Council in the November municipal election. She's got experience in the private sector, government, post-secondary institutions, banking, corporate communications. Uh, she's a communications consultant. She's done some work with UNICEF in Bangladesh. Her master's thesis thesis examined innovative UNICEF initiatives to educate young female laborers in Bangladesh. She's executive co-coordinator, has been executive co-coordinator, sorry, to the dean of UBC's Faculty of Education. She's also raised a million dollars for heart and stroke. She holds a PhD in educational studies from UBC. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for joining me in the studio. Great to have you. 
Thank you, Maureen. And you know that you are audaciously bold <laughs> and you are a legend to the service of sexual health awareness. Oh, that's so sweet of you to say. <laughs> I just think I have a big mouth and uh, <laughs> I'm daring. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks for joining me. And uh, you're auda audaciously bold as well. Uh, to be running for um, this uh, in politics. It, it's often not that easy for women to run or to be in business. So what's brought you to um, to decide mm -hmm. to run in this upcoming election with the NPA, I mm -hmm. might add? I'm running because I believe politics is local and the local is political. I experienced a very frightening home invasion when I was a young mom. And after I overcame the shock and anger, I realized that I'm part of a larger community, part of a city, and that I wanted to get involved, as my family had been impacted by crime and addiction. So I successfully ran as a director at the Britannia Community Services Center board, and I learned just how integral community services are for youth and families, and that without them, we'd be in a serious trouble. Um, I went back to school, did my PhD in education, but always volunteered along the way in municipal and federal campaigns with people that I knew and respected. So I volunteered for Sam Sullivan's second mayoral campaign, which he didn't win. And I also campaigned for Martha Hall Findlay when she wanted to become uh, the leader of the liberals, federal liberals. Um, and you asked why the NPA. So for listeners out there, the NPA stands for the Nonpartisan Association. Uh, we're the founding party in Vancouver, and um, I'm part of a new team. We are diverse, we're innovative, and open. And uh, our, our leader, our candidate for mayor, is a man named Kirk Lapointe. You've met him, I believe. He used to be CBC ombudsman. And uh, we believe that we need to have more transparency in our government. And uh, I want to be part of this new team to bring back sensible spending at City Hall. Okay, and so uh, there's a number of women that are running uh, for the MPA in this election. And so what is it like to be a woman and run is it you know uh, you have an incredible background I have to say and so you know women have to work ten times as hard to get uh, the same recognition as men you know in general not all the time but um, so what what is it like and what is what are some of the challenges that you have faced as a woman mm -hmm. well I had two I have two great support systems uh, in my father and in my partner and uh, any woman going through any kind of major challenge needs a good support system. So I'm, I'm really blessed on those two fronts. Um, but the women of the NPA, and I want to tell you we've got a hashtag. It's hashtag women of NPA. Uh, we're a really interesting bunch. Um, so myself, I'm the new candidate uh, for city council. We have Elizabeth Ball, who in her own right is a legend in the arts community in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. She's the incumbent. Melissa de Genova is moving from the Parks Board, where she served uh, brilliantly and is now moving to City Council. And in Parks Board, we have Erin Shum. She's a young business owner. She owns a spa and uh, an organic spa. And we have Sarah Kirby Young. So there's a two, two women running for Parks Board and then two for School Board, Penny Noble and Sandy Sharma. And listen, we, we're all representing different facets of the city, different facets of either business or not-for-profit and uh, the challenges we face are uh, municipal politics is really about keeping the lights on, plumbing, 
you know, transit. These tend to be, you know, the engineering side of life, but it's also a place for innovation and for creativity and working with developers and architects to make life more efficient for people. And um, I think as a group, we will be representing a, a very strong female voice, but it's not easy as you suggested. And we're all balancing family, work life, and, uh, but we're all committed to making Vancouver a better place and okay. we love the city. One thing that's really near and dear to my heart, and I do some work down in this area, um, is the downtown east side. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it is Vancouver's shame, and mm-hmm. it is such a shame. And you mentioned earlier that your uh, home invasion was rel- related to addiction. Mm-hmm. I imagine perhaps the um, burglar was uh, was an addict. And, um, and that, you know, that places not only those human beings – um, at great uh, risk in their own lives and their own health, but also other people in society as well. And uh, to me, I mean, although bike lanes are important, and that seems to be the thing that gets <laughs> a lot of attention, um, but really, what? Um, how would the NPA address that? I mean, that has eventually got to be addressed, that area. There are lots of ideas. There are a lot of thought leaders, physicians, uh, mental health, addiction specialists, that have great ideas that can turn, you know, perhaps make a dent in that. And uh, so what would the NPA mm-hmm. uh, be doing about that area of town? Maureen, that's an excellent question. And I'm sure that all of us feel great compassion for for folks who are living in the downtown east side who are homeless, grappling with mental health and addiction crises in their lives. Um, and uh, in fact, this week we had a policy discussion on that exact topic, and Kirk LaPointe brought up the fact that it seems it's almost that like we need to have um, a group or one person that oversees that entire complexity of it's not just the civics responsibility here. We're, we're doing our utmost to have the non-for-profits coordinated as best we can. It's, um, it's a difficult area, and it involves conversations and open transparency talking to the province and the federal government. And that's one area that Kirk LaPointe is adamant that we do, that we make sure that that happens. And um, I think that's and throwing money at it, it does not necessarily help. I think recently there was an article uh, in the paper that like $296 million had been tossed at that. And there was a photograph of, of the people of the downtown east side, what you see every day on East Hastings. And it's like, I mean, it was, you know, it was described as zombies walking around. I mean, these, these people are seriously ill and somebody seriously has to take this issue and, um, and face it and deal, and deal with it. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, in a, in a city as, as, as wealthy as Vancouver is, uh, it, it, it's, it's not right that this kind of disparity happens. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a blight on, on Canada, in fact, that, mm-hmm. that this is happening. Um, but I think that with our team, we can, we can really make a difference. And, um, you know, Vancouver is a great city. It's, it's badly run. And this, in fact, points to the writing that I've done around power literacy. Mm-hmm. We need to know how to get these ideas forward, to make transformation uh, visible in, in the downtown east side. And the folks that we have on our team were part of the solution. Well, I wish you all the best of luck, and uh, you're a courageous woman, and uh, good luck in the upcoming election. And anybody that wants to make the city better uh, in every single aspect of it, whether it's the marginalized or the impoverished um, or, or the wealthy, because, you know, mental health strikes 
uh, knows no boundaries. And right. um, yeah, so everybody can benefit in this way, sounds like. So good luck, Suzanne. Thanks for the opportunity to talk, Maureen. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. Okay, so when I come back, we're going to be switching gears and we'll be talking female ejaculation ver- versus leakage of that word I'm not allowed to say. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. That's Ayn Brun again. I love her. I love her voice. Uh, and, you know, I think of that song as not, you know, often women will let themselves go. You know, maybe they're in school or maybe they've had children. Uh, but I like to think of that song as uh, women letting themselves go to actually enjoy their sexuality and enjoy uh, the most pleasurable aspect of their lives, their relationships, and actually to succumb to um the love making in their lives and to actually place that as great importance. I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm your host of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. And I have Lee on the line from Vancouver. Hello, Lee. Are you there? Hello. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. Yeah, I can hear you now. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, I called last week. I think I was the last question. Yes. About female. Yes, you did. And, oh, lost Lee. <laughs> Lee, call back. Um, and, and the reason, uh, yes, I did indeed remember your call last week, Lee, because I, I knew it was at the end of the show and we couldn't really delve deep into the female ejaculation. Um, so I decided to add it to the agenda for tonight. And your question, uh, but I'd love you to call back if you want to talk about it, because I think tonight you have a vibrator question, Lee. Um, anyway, but Lee's question was around leaking urine versus female ejaculation, and how can you tell the difference? And, you know, leaking urine is a um, big quality of life issue for a lot of people. It can happen to men. It can happen to women. It can happen to young men. It can happen to young women. Older men, older women, everybody knows no bounds once again. It can really make people feel older, and it's a terrible thing that occurs. So there's lots of things you can do about it, lifestyle strategies and behavioral changes. And also there's medications such as Mirabegron and Botox. And so neither of those medications at the moment are covered by Pharmacare. And that's really important that these medications get covered because people that are on a fixed income or limited income, there's a widening gap between the wealthy and the uh, less fortunate. Um, So it's very important that these medications be covered. And lo and behold, the government is looking for feedback from, from patients. So BC Pharmacare wants to hear your voice. Um, so I encourage you to go on, and if you've ever been on Mirabegron or Mirbetric is the um, other name for the company, it's indicated for the treatment of overactive bladder, as is Botox. You may not realize that Botox is also a treatment for overactive bladder, which can result in urinary incontinence. So go on to that site, onto BC Pharmacare, your voice, and uh, and make your opinions known, because it's the only way that we actually um, can get improved benefits in our lives in terms of the uh, medication and other services provided. So I think I have Lee back on the line. Hi, Lee. Hi. (laughs) Here you are. Okay. (laughs) I really hope I don't drop your call again. I don't know why that happened. No worries. Okay. So, um, yeah, I kind of had a question about... um, uh, vibrator. <laughs> okay. This week you have a vibrator question. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, 
I had uh, got a vibrator mm-hmm. um, that I came and picked up from you guys. Okay. <laughs> and um, I was just wondering because, um, like, uh, um, I don't know how to put this. I don't want to be rude or anything. No, that's okay. It's just, it's health. Don't worry yeah. about it. And, you, and if you don't ask the question, you're not going to know. Yeah. Um, it's it's um, really small. Yes. And um, I'm wondering, like, like, what's the difference, first of all, between, like, a dildo and a vibrator? Excellent question. So a dildo generally is non-motorized, and it is inserted into the vagina. The vibrator is generally battery operated i shouldn't say motorized but anyway i guess motor driven by a battery um and the vibrator is uh generally has a few different settings and is generally used on the outside or the clitoris and um in and around the vagina so it's generally not inserted right yes okay um and my second question is um about because you were talking about um, the the um, I, I just missed the end of it, but you were talking about uh, vibrators, like or I don't know if you call them a vibrator, kind of like the Wee Vibe type. Yes, that's a couple's um, vibe. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to get my boyfriend to use one. Yes. A while, and I went out and I paid a lot of money. They're to expensive. Get a Wee Vibe. Yeah. And. Um, I liked it, and um, he thought it looked like the uh, the outside, the, the part that sits on the clitoris. Mm-hmm. He thought it looked too big and whatnot, yeah. and it would make him really sensitive. And I'm just wondering, like, do you think that would be an issue to him? Because he keeps saying, he won't even try it with me. Dump him. And, no, I'm just and, kidding. Uh, <laughs> Like, I keep trying to say, you know, just try it, just try it. And I'm just wondering, do you think that it would, because um, he's really ticklish and he thinks that it's going to tickle him and stuff sex. <laughs> it's not going to tickle him during sex. Tell him to man up. Um, <laughs> I know. It's okay. You know what, though? I mean, quite honestly, everybody has a right to say no. And if that's not something he's comfortable with, you don't really want to talk him into it. You can use the Wii Vibe alone because, you know, you can insert that, even though I just said that vibrators generally are not inserted. But that is inserted into the woman's vagina to stimulate the G-spot and other spots within the vaginal wall. Um, to have internal orgasms, and as well, it stimulates the clitoris. So you can use that alone without him. Um, And so if he's not comfortable using it, you you know, you never really want to talk somebody into doing something that they really don't want to do, because that's not going to be pleasurable for him. Yeah. You know? I've I've tried, and I've tried, and I've come to the point where, you know, (laughs) he's just not backing down. I've said, go on, man up, do it, and yeah. Just not find someone else. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I got it and I used it one time with somebody. Well, actually, no, I used it a couple times with one person. Yeah. And like, as soon as I met this guy, because I didn't, we didn't, I didn't, um, you know, I wasn't with anyone for just over a year. Yeah. But, you know, um, you shouldn't use the same sex toy with two different guys. Yeah, so I wasn't going to, 
And what do you know, like, my, it died, like, a couple <laughs> weeks. No, not a couple of weeks, but a couple of months afterwards. Oh, what a drag. So I spent, like, like, those things that are really expensive. I know they are. I know. I sell them on my website. I sell the Tiani, too, on my website. It's a little bit less expensive. The which? Tiani, too. Oh. It's a couple's vibe couple as well. How much that is? I think it's about 189 Oh. I think so. Yeah, that's really expensive. Yeah, I know. They're high. They're up there. Yeah. It would be nice if they were able to give dildos and vibrators out to people on disability income. <laughs> well, I give them out on the air all the time. I'm giving them out tonight as well. <laughs> I guess it's too soon to get another one. Well, you already won one last week, Lee. Yeah. I mean, really, come on. <laughs> I know. Exactly. How many do you want, anyway? Well, a girl does have to have a whole night table drawer full. You know, you need variety. <laughs> call when I um, Call when I'm giving out the magic bananas, okay? The magic oh. banana. Yeah, that's another one. Okay. <laughs> All right, Lee. Thanks for your call. Thanks for listening. Okay. When I when I come back, you hang on the hang on there to listen because we are going to be talking about female ejaculation. You know, it's not an uh, it's not a myth, but it is an elusive phenomenon for a lot of women. Anyway, I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I have to thank Roman Zugarazzo for that sexy song. <laughs> I asked him to choose a song for me, and I said, what song is this? He said, it just sounds sexy. And he, Roman, who is uh, behind the helm on the, the technical producer tonight, always does a great job. So thank you, Roman. He's learned a couple of things from me, I have to say, and I ca- a few, send him a few cast-offs as well. Uh, you got a vibrator last week, Roman, didn't you? That's right. It wasn't for me, though. Oh, it wasn't for you. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm your host of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Give me a call if you want to talk about anything sex-related. Everything is related to sex. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I do want to mention that, uh, how about that fraternity at the University of Milwaukee who... Uh, dosed women with date rape drugs based on color-coded hand stamps. They, uh, the police said that there were red X's on the hot women on the back of their hands. And, and um, what they were engaging in was a, a horrible activity called roofing, which is when you give someone a drug that renders them unconscious. What a comforting notion as many parents send their children off to university that this kind of thing Uh, happens at university and that's why education and awareness is key and so you can educate your daughters about uh, never ensuring or always ensuring that uh, they see the drink being poured that they never leave their drink down Um, apparently these drinks were quite cloudy there have been some charge uh, arrests in this situation but no charges of course and of course they are protecting the um, you know the names of the of the people until it's figured out. Anyway, it drives me crazy the violence that we have and the and the sexual assault and the abuse. And I'm sorry to hear about the young woman in Surrey um, who has um, the looks as though her killer has been found. Anyway, so it's just it's just tragedy all around. Anyway, I have Ronnie from Surrey on the line. Hello, Ronnie. Hi there. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. That's Confused, great. But good. What's that? I'm confused, but I'm good. Are you confused? I'm confused. <laughs> so you've called the sex show. <laughs> Did you mean to call, you know, a, a news show or, or politics? <laughs> well, 
what I want to know, okay, I'm 65 years old. Yes. I've kicked out the men in my life. I had three of them. They were no good. Did you have them all at the same time? <laughs> no. <laughs> Darn. Okay. <laughs> that would have been nice, eh? <laughs> yeah, fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> getting dumb. <laughs> and what I want to know is what would be a good thing for a woman my age to start off with pleasuring myself with? So what type of a vibrator? Yeah. So I think just a... You know, a simple vibrator, just a straightforward, maybe maybe three to six different um, uh, settings on it. So the uh, the mat- lady's wand is one of them. Have you been onto my website? <laughs> www.backtothebedroom.ca. Maybe That's some fair. of those guys should have ordered some penis extensions, which I sell on the website. <laughs> oh <laughs> Might have liked God. them better. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, as long as you get a good quality one, I do want to, not to get too personal, but I would like to say that ensuring that you have good vaginal health is really important. And women postmenopausally can have vag- experience vaginal dryness or burning or itching, that kind of thing. So a healthy vagina is really important. I call myself the vagina whisperer. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> moisturizing is, is more important for your vagina than your face. Um, but there's the Dorsell Expert G, which is kind of a nice um, starter vibrator, shall I say, or the Magic Wand, which is a little bit pricier. Um, not that I'm like a, a salesperson here. I'm really not. I provide these because I do see a lot of patients with a lot of different health conditions. And, and and or not, or women who just want to start uh, using a vibrator. But the Dazzle Vibe is fun. It's pink. It's pretty. I always like something that's bejeweled because <laughs> 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 I like glitz. <laughs> so there's a couple on there that are that have a few, you know, fake diamonds. Anyway, <laughs> oh my, God. no one has to know. But you know, it's important too. Like also, um, women tend not to like porn or to watch. You know, they don't get the same thrill or excitement but you know if there's somebody that you find attractive um you know take his his photograph his picture and you know have it on your computer or have a picture of him and and self-stimulate to that no that's important (laughs) because and then just be thinking about him and fantasizing and imagining and it's fantastic all the fun without the fuss (laughs) so sitting in there with you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roman, he loves it. He's learned a lot. <laughs> um, but you can go on to the website and you can find like, so they, you know, they're well priced, like anything from like twenty seven ninety five um, all the way up. But you know what? I do give them out. And I actually, <laughs> if you want to come into CKNW, you can pick one up Oh, okay. if you like. Yeah. So I'm happy to do that for you. Okay. That a, sounds good. A girl's got to live, but you got to promise me you're going to find a picture of some hot guy. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your call, Ronnie. Thanks for listening. Thank you. All right. We're going to eventually get to uh, female ejaculation now, I do believe. I don't think we're going to break yet. They're not cutting me off just yet. Um, anyway, so many, this, it is not a myth, female ejaculation. Not a lot of women experience it. I mean, some women have difficulty experiencing it or are unaware. I did have a patient in my office this week, and she was about 45 years old, and she said she had experienced orgasm only once in her lifetime. And in large part, a lot of women have difficulty with the female sexual response cycle. Um, 
that desire, that arousal, that lubrication, excitement, plateau, orgasm, resolution, uh, or refractory period, they have difficulty, especially if they've ever had any unwanted sexual advances or sexual assault as a child. So that can really impact that. On Friday night, I was actually talking to a group of women. And um, so, you know, we were getting into the types of patients that I see and and uh, I said, you know, if people don't know what's happening with their bodies, with their own bodies and understanding that, they don't know that there is a problem if they have a problem. So it's important. I'm about 40 women at this presentation that I gave. And um, I said, it's important that women know the female sexual response cycle. Understand that. And I said, you all understand that, correct? I know. I knew that none of them did. Um, but anyway, I got the greatest response because they, they when I said female sexual response cycle, about six of them said response. Like they had absolutely no idea what I was talking about. And one of them actually said, you're not talking about um, a sex toy, are you? So, I mean, they really had no idea. So it's really important to understand what's happening to your body because if you do have problems with arousal, if you do have problems with lubrication, if you do have anorgasmia, have difficulty climaxing, whether you are with uh, a vibrator or you are with a, a partner, whether that be a man or a woman, um, you know, it also depends like what's going on in your mind. Do you have peace of mind? Um, is it, are you are you there in the moment? And so it's a lot easier to ejaculate if you are there in the moment. Um, unfortunately, I think uh, I'm going to have to go to a break here. The music's beginning. Um, and just as the music begins and you get there, and then boom, you know, you got to stop. You can't get over the hill. And a lot of women will say that. Um, I may have to put this female ejaculation subject to next week. Anyway, but when I come back, I'll tell you about um, my life and what's going on this week and uh, what you can, uh, what's in store for next week. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Okay, welcome back. You know, there's a couple of subjects I haven't gotten to, uh, the female ejaculation as well as the safely and successfully online flirting. But we're going to have to save that for next week. At the moment, I have Rick from Burnaby on the line with an ejaculation question. Hello, Rick. Oh hi! How are you? I don't think there's so much a question as a as oh. an experience, and okay. uh, I found that uh, you know out of the number of ladies that I've had that um, that it would take about four hours of relaxation, you know, like a massage, a shower, a massage, a massage, and then start caressing, and even face down on a bed, you know, for for two hours, just just total relaxation, and then turning over and and you know the thighs and 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 touching everything that isn't sexual, and the breathing starts, everything else starts, and then, and then when when it's time to start playing with the important parts, um, you don't even have to have intercourse. You don't have to go near the vagina. It you know the the clitoris is is enough up on the stomach that it'll be on its own, and and the ejaculation after three or four hours, there's going to be so much water in, in, in a woman's bladder that when she starts having her climax, she can't hold back. I think you should be doing this show, little stud master. <laughs> um, well, that certainly is some loving you're describing there. Um, but you, you make a few good points. The clitoris is actually, um, you know, most women do orgasm, experience orgasm with clitoral stimulation. But you're saying that the foreplay is about four hours in length for you. Or, or longer. Or longer. Wow. Do you work? <laughs> Well, you know, you're not going to do this, you know, getting the kids ready for school or anything. This is some time that you have a day <laughs> off and, and uh, 
you know, when you wake up and have a coffee, you know, something else is going to happen too. Wow. Well, that's it. You're a lucky woman there. So that, that sounds great. Well, thank you so much for your comment. I really appreciate that. That's how you do it. Rick knows from Burnaby. Um, I, uh, well, we're running out of time here once again on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Uh, a couple of events coming up this week. I just checked it out. I was invited by a really good friend of mine to go to the roast for Bill Good, who's retiring. And it uh, looks like it's going to be some great people. It's going to be a great event. I didn't even know. Christy Clark is going to be roasting him, along with Wally Opal, Carol Taylor. So I'm looking forward to that event. That's on Thursday. I think there's probably a few tickets left. Anyway, you should go. It'll be great fun. Uh, and then on Friday is the Women in Media Golf Classic. And I, when I called them and I said, listen, uh, you're going to pair me with three people, you know, because to make a foursome, because I just signed up by myself. And they said, uh, listen, Maureen, it's not even golf. Don't even worry about it. It's just going to be like... Um, partying. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to pair you. It's going to be a six sum, which is even going to be way more fun. So I'll be there on Friday night. Anyway, you can always email me sextalk at cknw.com. You can visit my bed my bedroom. No, you can't visit my bedroom. You can visit my website. <laughs> back to the bedroom.ca. You can follow me on Twitter at back the number 2 the bedroom. Uh and you know what? You can always try a vibrator anytime in your life. That seems to be a popular subject here on the CKNW Sunday night sex show. Always a pleasure to be with you. I look forward to being with you next week, and I promise we're going to get to female ejaculation. We're also going to get to that successful and safe online flirting. I am Maureen McGrath, and you have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.